Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Rent2SA was somewhere over there, wasn't it? So your question was, you're building Rent2SA, yep. and you've taken property from a landlord, and they had an option to tax on the property. They've uh, cancelled their uh, option to tax. What implications does that have for you? Yeah? Yes, it's Yeah, the implication for you is that going forward, they won't be charging you VAT in the rent. No, that's that's very true. Yeah. But on repairs, maintenance and repairs. Yeah. They're obviously being invoiced, including VAT, to them. They've been charged. And then they're invoicing us, inclusive, but we can't claim it because they're not showing VAT. They've opted out. Yeah. So who's doing the repairs? A third party. Yeah. And you're paying for the repairs. Yeah. So why don't you ask them to make the invoice in your name? I thought we had if if so so if you're that registered and the work's being done and you're paying for it uh, and the invoice is in your name or your company name you can claim back the VAT because I think you said you your business is that registered so you'll be fine as long as the invoice is in your name and you're paying for it no problem yeah if the landlord is passing on the expense to you then he has to pay the VAT okay so let's say it's a thousand pounds plus back. He pays £1,200 to the person who's done the work. He can't reclaim the VAT. He'll then invoice you £1,200, without VAT, by the way. And then you obviously can't claim back the VAT because you, you don't have a VAT invoice. So drop the landlord and go direct to the person doing the work. Yeah? And then you, you claim back the VAT. Okay? Everybody okay with that? That was a, a bit more of a technical question. So basically what happens is, Sometimes you might buy a property, a commercial property, which has an option to tax. What that means is, some point in the past, either it's a new commercial property, or somebody in the past, like our friend said, carried out some major repairs to the building, they wanted to claim back the VAT, and HMRC said you can claim back the VAT, but there's two things you have to do for us going forward. One is charge VAT on the rent, and the second one is, when you sell the property, charge VAT on uh, the sale proceeds. And that's an option to tax. That's why they want to pay you. Yeah? And the buyer to pay back. Because they'll want to sell it. Yeah, that's right. They're going to buy it, but they're going to want to sell it. Yeah. So we, we will win in the long run then. If you're not paying VAT on it, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you'll have a VAT registered business which carries out the repairs and maintenance, so you can claim back the VAT. But you won't have to pay VAT on the purchase of the property, yeah? Okay? Happy with that? Yeah. Sorted. Okay. <laughs> Splitting property. Who asked that question? The title. That was that. Oh, was that yours, Anna? No, Anna, yours was trust, wasn't it? Okay, but we we will come to. That, I promise you. So, who asked about uh, this one here? And the question was. So, living in a property. You live in a house. Yep. Yeah. Like to split it into two. 
and you mean do a title split or just split it as in have a first floor ground floor? So say you split a house into two flats. Yeah, physically. <laughs> and then we carry on living in one, transfer the other one into the company and uh, rent it out from the company. <clears throat> what are the tax? So you'll have to do you'll have you you'll have to do a, a title split. Mm -hmm. Create a, a separate title, uh, and then because because you've lived in the property all the while, there won't be. Uh, I assume you lived in the property since you owned it, mm -hmm. okay, as your home. There won't be any capital gains tax to pay because it is covered by principal private residence relief. Uh, there'll be some stamp duty uh, payable depending on the value of the flat, uh, but apart from the STLT, no other tax to pay. Okay. okay. Oh, so when you do the title split, one stays with us, the other goes into the company. Yeah, that's right. Otherwise, otherwise you can't split it. Yeah. So, Shaz, you have so to pay just your council tax then? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You have to pay the council tax. So it's just that capital gains that would be used? No, no capital gains tax, Sorry. stamp duty land tax, yeah. Stamp duty. Yeah. Now, there's a, there's a flip side argument for you to think about, which is if you live in a house, and you rent a room or a number of rooms, and the people renting those rooms have access to your kitchen, okay? And you can then uh, earn seven and a half thousand pounds tax-free every single year using rent-a-room relief. So, top of any other income. Doesn't matter how much income you've got. The seven and a half grand goes to you, and if a husband and wife, okay, or, or civil partners own the property, they get three thousand seven hundred fifty pounds each, which is half of, of the seven and a half grand. So, what what you might be better doing is using the rent a room relief and not title splitting and not selling it and paying STLT. Yeah, that might be better for you because then you'll get seven and a half thousand pounds worth of rental income with no tax to pay. Yeah. Do you have is to that declare that? Oh. That yes, there's a box in the tax return that says rental room relief. Wow. Who, who, who asked about, okay, was that your question? Yes, it was. In this case, it's three properties. Okay, so somebody or, is selling three properties in one go. There's no benefit to them, tax benefit, apart from the fact that if they're selling three properties to, to one person, they won't have to negotiate three properties to three individual people, so that there's some saving on, potentially some saving on legal fees. Yeah, the benefit is all for you, Anna. If you're buying three properties from the same person, uh, you may be able to save on stamp duty land tax, yeah? Mm -hmm. Using multiple dwellings relief, depending on the value of the properties. I did, that, I did check that out from the solicitor, and she said there wasn't. Yeah. Why? Uh, she calculated somewhere. Uh, she said there wasn't. I don't know if it was to do with the value of the properties. They are on the 200 mark, so. Are they all the same price? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, yeah. Then there's not going to be much saving there. Usually one's higher and the other are a bit lower. So the average uh, is lower than the highest property. That's where you save. But if they're all 200 pounds, 200,000 or 400,000 each, then there's no saving. But for a vendor, wouldn't it be better to phase out selling so that 
they can use their capital gains relief better. It could be, but they might want to just want to sell all the properties in one go. Get rid of it. Yeah. But if they had the choice. If they had the choice. If you, if you were doing it and selling them. You would do it. You would do it. it you'd out. phase it out. And if yeah. it's a husband and wife or civil partners, you both get your annual exemption for capital gains tax purposes. So you. Sorry. In terms of the sale, when you exchange the the contracts, yeah. do you the Capital gains tax is due on the exchange or the completion? Okay. It's capital gains tax. When is capital gains tax triggered? On exchange or completion? Completion. So who thinks completion? And who thinks uh, exchange? Okay, we only have two or three of us saying exchange. It's exchange. Exchange. Exchange is when you enter the legal commitment, okay, mm. to buy the property. Yeah? It also triggers um. the FDLT is a little bit more complicated. No. Okay. You pay on completion, okay? Okay. That's uh, 30 days. Yeah. So is that why they give Oh, no, it's changed now. 14. Oh, is it 14? 14. Yeah. Sorry? So is that what? Because you know, um, not really help in staff, um, it has to be paid. They extended it from 30 days. 60 days, obviously, to give more leeway. That's for the capital gains tax, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Just to give you a bit more time. Yeah, yeah. Because the 30 days was too onerous. Not, not much. Not no. much, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's for capital gains tax, not STLT, yeah? Yeah. Okay, Anna, okay with that? Okay, children. Elisa. Got a little one, so I was wondering when. Five months old. Yeah. When I can include it. When it starts working. When is the company will be profit so that we can reduce dividends and so on? There's no restriction in, in you adding him on, okay, at any point. Uh, you can pay him a salary uh, when he's 13 or older. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Legally, yeah, you have to be 13. Unless they are uh, in a particular trade, for example, if they are an actor, uh, then then they can be younger. And there's one or two other professions where you could be younger and working. Uh, but but other than that, you have to be 13 uh, to be paid. Yeah. Uh, so maybe at the age of four or five, add him on, give him some alphabet chairs. So you can pass some equity over to him to reduce your inheritance tax exposure. And then as he gets older, you can then start paying him a salary and dividend. Okay. okay? But the, there's no limit per se. Only thing you need to be aware of is if you've got him as a shareholder uh, and he's not a m minority shareholder, so if he, if he owns more than 25% of the shares, it's going to make it harder for you to obtain funding from a bank uh, because it'll be asking questions about him, his income, all that. He won't have any income. Uh, it's just going to be extra uh, hurdles for you. Okay, so maybe give him a smaller shareholding for now and increase it over time. Yeah. Okay. Can I add to what she said? You know, just uh, can you do that for your grandchildren as well? Yeah, of course you can. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You can do it for anybody. You can do it for me if you like as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only one percent. So, Adam from Kaleza's question is: You know, you mentioned that you can pay salaries from age of thirteen. Is there a limit how many hours they do in a week, or like how much you can pay salary? You know, is there a threshold? You know, for under eighteen. The salary has to be commensurate to what they're doing for you. So you can't pay them fifty pound an hour. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Okay. I mean, if you pay ten pound an hour for marketing, for example, how many hours can you do? Like, if they do three, four, five hours. Even? Yeah, they did three, four, five hours. So remember. 
A 13-year-old child usually goes to school. Yeah. Okay, then they've got a homework and all that kind of stuff. So they're not going to have that, that much spare time once they've finished with their Xbox or PS5 to do work for you. Uh, so, yeah. Five. That's what doing, but I'm not paying. <laughs> they've yeah. been doing the last two years. I'm not yeah? paying. Okay. So that's a good thing. Thank you. Free labor is the best labor, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not for business, yeah, yeah. Pay them something, yeah. Pay them something. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. Thirteen, yeah. Seven, eight, ten pounds an hour is fine. Oh. Yep. Um, sorry, just about the children. Um, my in-laws were wanted to pay for my child education. Um, so they were saying like they will have to pay some tax if it's over a certain amount. So they were thinking to transfer one property to her name. And then, in that, use the money to pay for her education? Is that possible? Yeah, they can do that, yeah. 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 So, would that be better than then just paying the invoice straight directly? Yeah. How old is your, your child? Four. Four? Yeah. Well, then you, they, they will, they or somebody else will have to be a legal representative for the property being on, on that child's name. Uh, so I'd wait a bit longer until uh, she's a bit older okay. to do it. Yeah. But, but, but like um, because she goes to a private school now and they start paying for that, they were saying, oh, if we pay this amount more, apparently the accountant said if they go to this amount, they will have to pay taxes, like yeah, as if we was an extra income for ourselves. Yeah, of course it is because they're drawing down on those funds. So we will have to pay tax for that money coming into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could it be done trust at this age? Yes, she could. That child can be a beneficiary in a trust. Yeah, that's right. And tax would still be applicable as a trust. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They're drawing down on the trust is worse. No, you have to pay tax. Worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. The tax is higher uh, uh, on a trust. Okay. Let's finish this point first. Children. Who asked about children, by the way? No, but, but the, the reason for me to talk about the trust is that... No, no, you're, uh, we're going to come to you, because you're somewhere over here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I Children, what about... You happy with that? Yeah, thank you. Sorted. Okay. Sorry, you're that? talking about the children. Just saying that, you know, you're talking about um, if they were paying the salary. And, yeah. And, but they would, they would have to obviously file tax return on things and use that money for pension purposes. No, but, but no, no. So you have you have a child as a shareholder. Yes. So they can have a salary yes. when they're 13 years old. Yes. But if they're a shareholder, you can pay them a dividend. They don't have to work from work for that, yeah. And then you can use up their personal allowance. So everybody has a personal allowance of 12 and a half thousand pounds every single year, every single person, yeah. Uh, and, and even a child. So I mean, depends on the kind of school your child goes to. Uh, some private schools charge about 10, 12 grand a year. Obviously, most of them charge more than that. So it'll, it'll cover some of the uh, education fees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is, if if a parent has properties, um, is it beneficial for them to transfer the properties to their children's name at a later stage before, I guess? If we're talking, if we're talking about tax, yeah. the sooner you do it, the better. Okay. Uh, but the uh, thing that you need to balance out is if you transfer all the property to your child or children, they've then got control of the asset and the income stream. What's that going to mean for you for kind of future planning in terms of your, the income you need to survive? 
Yeah? If you don't mind that, you think, fine, give them all the assets and give them all the income, uh, and you've got income elsewhere, then that's fine. If you haven't and you're relying on that income, uh, and when your children turn 18, then they decide not to give you a share of that income, you'll have a problem. Here's a woman talking from experience, by the way. Yeah, I'll just pay him out of the profits I get. I won't transfer it. So I might need it for the next 30 years, whatever. Live my life. 30? You've only 80 years in the end. You control it. It's yeah. Your, yeah. So it's just a balance of control yes. and tax. Yes. And what about um, a residential property? Is it beneficial for a parent to transfer that to a child later on. When you mean residential, you mean the one that, that you the one that, that that you live in? Yeah, so say like say for instance if someone passes in terms of the inherit is their inheritance tax? There could be depending on the value of the uh, uh, total estate, yeah. Right, I see. Yeah. If it's transferred then that wouldn't count. Then now if it's transferred, okay, uh, and the person who transfers it survives or lives for seven years after making the transfer, then it's outside the estate. It's yeah? what? Then it's outside the estate for inheritance tax planning. So if you yeah. gift a property to your child, yeah. forget capital gains tax for now because this is going to become long, okay? If you survive seven years after having made the gift, yeah. then that property is outside the scope of in inheritance tax. Yeah. Okay, so the government has nothing to do with it, anymore. No, that's right. Yeah. So the earlier the better then. Yeah. So all you have to do is figure out when you're gonna die. <laughs> Seven years before. Work backwards. Work backwards with the interest, yeah, work backwards, yeah. And this guy can help you by the way, he knows how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Anna, did you ask about trusts? Yeah. And the question was? It's about, I didn't know about the, the, the info, what do you call it? The tax that was higher. I didn't know that. It's, I don't know how. When you draw out the money. Okay, when you draw. But it's not about drawing. It's about wealth preservation. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, but then, But then you've got to pay. Uh, an exit charge every 10 years as well, yeah, okay? Uh, which, and yeah, yeah, you have to pay an exit charge every 10 years, which is around, uh, it, and for different types of trust, the rate's different, but it's around 5.75%. So if you've got 10 million pounds worth of property in a, in a trust, okay, on, on every 10th anniversary, you've got to pay 5.75 on average, okay? Uh, to HMRC, so you have to bear that in mind. If you draw down the income, you've then got higher uh, as well. Yes, yeah, the higher tax to pay. So uh, it's not all rosy, if that makes sense. Yeah. So trusts do work, uh, but it's just got to be uh, right for you in terms of the situation. Uh, and this is why I think it's important you don't let the tax tail wag the dog. You've got to make sure the situation works for you first. Just like the question you asked about, should I pass over or should somebody pass over all the property or assets to their children? Well, is it going to work for you overall? And it, then is there a, a tax advantage? If you just do things for the tax advantage, overall you're going to lose out financially. You might save money, but in other ways you're going to lose out. So you've got to balance it out. And tax should, should enhance and make the situation better for you and shouldn't be the only factor which drives you to do something. Yeah? That's very important. So you are saying there is no benefits to put on trusts? No, there are benefits. What I'm saying is do you, you have to also uh, look at the downside or the cost as well. 
Uh, so trusts are good, they work, but it's not it's not the magic bullet that everybody thinks that is and they are. Take the money out, you're saying it's higher. Like yeah, then, uh, and, and you got the exit charge, yeah, then you got trustees or to, to, to manage. So it's not just straightforward plain sailing, yeah? They work, they are good, they serve a particular purpose, uh, but they have to be used with your when, 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 with your eyes open, yeah? So, so yes, sir. Pay five point seven percent just for the profit is just sitting there every ten years. Yes, an extra charge. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So in general, would you say the trust could probably work better when you've got a massive portfolio of larger ones? Generally, yes. Generally, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Would you say the trust is actually part of your will? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. But you don't take the money out, so you can't base higher than a family. Yeah. Generally what happens is Anna, uh, wealthier parents use those funds to uh, pay for education for the kids, grandkids, future generations, then they restrict how much income each child gets. So they preserve the assets, never get sold, okay? So the family silver kind of grows over time, uh, and the children get a bit of income every single year, depending on the situation, needs, circumstances, uh, and then people have different types of terms and conditions for their for their children, you know, if you... That's income paid, obviously, tax. If you pay for, you know, those things, like yeah. education and income per month. Yeah, you've got, to, you've got to pay the tax, but if you've got a 30 million pound portfolio uh, and you want to fund education and uh, pay some salary or some funds to your children, then the tax is, isn't going to be a major consideration. Your will of what to do with the yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.